for my mom. <laughs> Apparently, she already has this like um, timeline for me that I didn't know about, like um, when I should do research. There are 1,200 plus acres, 40,000 plus students, and millions of untold stories at UC San Diego. This is 1,200 plus acres, the podcast where UC San Diego students share their stories. My name is Nani, and welcome to this episode. Today, we're interviewing Sarah, a UCSD freshman student who shared her story of growing up in a strict household and starting to find herself in college. My parents are both doctors, and so they... Um, like, for me to also be a doctor, like, since, like, they've already been through it, they, they think, like, they know everything, they're like, okay, this is what you have to do, and this is what you have to do, and instead of, like, it being, like, an advice or something to, like, consider, it's more so, like, forced upon, and it's not like I have a choice or anything, because, um, like being financially depend, um, dependent on them. For my mom, <laughs> apparently she already has this like um, timeline for me that I didn't know about. So that's interesting. <laughs> and like um, when I should do research, when, um, how many, like what specific teachers I should get like my letters from. Yeah, like grade wise too. Like, it's like kind of the end of the world if I get a B for her sort of deal. Leaving your household and starting a new life in college can be somewhat liberating, and one can feel more comfortable and free to have new experiences. We asked Sarah how her parents reacted to this new reality of leaving home and starting college. So my dad like knows that I'm doing like whatever. <laughs> like how do I say this? Because, like, my brother was the first child, and so my dad definitely, like, chilled out. He was like, you know what, these kids are going to do whatever they want. So now he's, like, very lax with me. Now we're, like, he doesn't care. <laughs> and my mom thinks, like you said, like, I'm on a set schedule. Like, um, I have to call my mom every night between 10 and 11. Yeah, it was really funny because I was in, um, because it was spring break, so I visited my brother in USC, um, the other day, it was like a whole day trip, and, um, it was nearing, like, 11, and since, like, we were all in his apartment, it was, like, a little, like, kickback, he was like, do you want to call mom first, or do you, or do you want to, and I was like, I'll just call her first. Parents' background may define their relationship with their children when they grow up. We asked Sarah about her parents' background. Yeah, so, my mom, she went to, um, UCR. So Riverside, and then my dad went to university in Tehran, so like the, that was in Iran, and then he went to France, and then the, he went to the United States to do his um, residency for medical school. So like in terms of like the undergrad experience, I feel like my mom had that, because like UCR is not known for being like a party school, and. She was definitely not that person who, like, sought that out at all. And so I think she didn't, like, um, wasn't around, like, the same people that I'm meeting right now. That makes sense. Because she was kind of to herself. 
Starting college can be overwhelming, but it also provides an opportunity for growth and self-awareness. We asked Sarah in what ways her first year in college has helped her grow. First of all, just like being able to like meet new people, <laughs> that's for sure, because like, like whenever I was back at home, because um, I was like kind of in a strict household, so I wasn't really allowed to just like go outside, like for my mom, like anything fun was just kind of like, not necessarily like I wasn't allowed, but like she like wouldn't really be okay with me doing like fun activities per se. And so now that I'm like by myself and like I don't have like my mom being like, oh, you can't go out with like Taylor at this time, you need to be at home studying. And so um, I've learned to like, you know, find a balance between like my school life and my social life and being able to get sleep too, because that's important. Especially with high school too, just being like, it's like clicky, you're always in the same click. But then now I'm like, meeting like a whole bunch of people from like different backgrounds and values <laughs> and um it's interesting because at home I think your your parents are like oh stay away from these people stay away from this stay away from that but it's like you can't really stay away from these things like they're always just gonna be there I know for me personally I've had like moments where I'm like okay I know these people do this, but like I'm like this, I was raised like this, I'm this person. Um, um, like I don't I don't need to be like them. So this idea of like peer pressure. Having a partner in crime can definitely make the transition from living with your parents to living on your own a lot smoother. Sarah shared with us how her brother has helped her deal with some of the challenges that come with this transition especially when it comes to going back home during the holidays. Like, I was so used to it in high school, but then whenever I came back, I felt like my tolerance was, like, lower. So it was really hard for me to, like, deal with all the things that I was dealing with at home all the time. Yeah, so it was kind of hard, but, like, that's what I have an older brother. Lived through it together, obviously. And so whenever he's home, I'm also home, and so... We're like a team. <laughs> I guess since he's like an older brother, I got to see like um, his transition from being always helicoptered to like zero parental guidance or just um, supervision. And he was having a good time. He goes to USC, so that's kind of like known as a very party school. Yeah, yeah, he was having a good time, but I think. Like seeing him as a freshman and being like, okay, I don't really want to be like that. <laughs> and um, like now he's older, like he's like matured and like he's very like responsible and he like guides me. He's like, Sarah, like, you know, if you're ever in trouble, like just FaceTime me or um, like I can always just FaceTime him. It's really funny. He's like, you're the only person that I actually pick up the phone right away too. Yeah, it's he's, he's really cool about that. Or like, he's he's been there and he doesn't want me to go through the same thing that he went through. I rely on him like a lot. And then whenever I go home, it's more so like, because our parents, like they can, they can get in, uh, like on our nerves or like, 
like we can like calm each other down I'm just like I can't believe like mom said this to me and then he just reminds me like hey like you need to control yourself like you're acting on your emotions um something along the lines of like like you just have to take it <laughs> he's very he's kind of like a pushover <laughs> and yeah like we just try to be as understanding as possible Finding an activity to escape from stress can look in different ways, whether it's art, running, reading, or playing a musical instrument. Sarah shared with us how she has found her true hobbies. Basketball was actually the thing that, like, it's very complicated. Okay. Um, basketball is the thing that like, I actually, like, I did it for myself. Um, but it was, like, really hard because, like, my parents weren't really, like, supportive of it um but like I did like piano or like like a typical day was like oh basketball and then I go to piano and piano was like <laughs> one of those things where I just had to like go through it or like I've done it ever since I was really little I started doing it for myself whenever I was in high school because I just enjoyed the instrument it, it was just it was different because it helped me get away from things the piano and I think in high school with my parents it just felt like they didn't know what I was going through and I couldn't talk to them about it and so the piano became a thing just for me finally we decided to ask Sarah what she thinks she learned from living in a stricter household and now living on her own in college I also learned how to be like patient and understanding like I always try to like see where they're coming from because in the end the point of having strict parents is that like they want the best for you and um that's something like I have to always remind myself and my brother helps me remind me that too I also like in terms of thinking about like whenever I like have children in the future like what I shouldn't do or I sh or what I should and shouldn't do What's the hardest part about it is that like I cannot talk to my parents and I do not want like my kids in the future or like I hope I have kids in the future. Like I don't want them to ever feel that way. And well I guess like like I said, my, the first thing I said like being in college, like seeing how all these people are and like what they value, the different value systems. It's just been like interesting to watch and it's not necessarily something that like like it's not like a something black and white if that makes sense it's not like oh they're being bad like like this is not good <laughs> what I've learned is like you just kind of have to like um you can't change people you just gotta like respect them and just like but like know like who you are and like what's okay with you and what's not okay with you It is important to step into other people's shoes and think about how their background affects their perspective, or in Sarah's case, how her parents' medical background shaped their parenting style. As Harper Lee wrote in her book To Kill a Mockingbird, you never really know a man until you stand in his shoes and walk around in them. Sarah recommends being patient, establishing your limits, and respecting others. Our challenge to you for this week is to reflect on your own experiences as a college student. What are some of the things you've learned from living on your own? In what ways have you grown?
We hope Sarah's story provided you with the opportunity to reflect on your own experiences as a young adult and the transition of growing and becoming independent. And that's all for today. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing to our podcast. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next week.